0: what's going on everyone if you're new to brain meets mind welcome i'm amy j and i'm so excited for you to join me on this beautiful journey of scientific and personal growth if you're returning to the podcast thank you so much for all of your continued support i actually recently found out that brain meets mind has been streamed in five continents 18 countries and over 70 cities around the world just within the first two months of launching like what oh my gosh i am just so thankful and i'm sending all of my love to you whether you're listening here in atlanta or from thousands of miles away speaking of love i have some festive february episodes and a special guest lined up for the next few weeks First up, we're talking about what's, in my opinion, the most important type of love, which is self-love. Here we go. in our lifetimes, most of us tend to struggle with self-image or self-esteem, which is also known as self-worth. Have you ever wondered where the feelings associated with our own confidence stem from? I want to start by talking about human development because how you're feeling is actually influenced by a few different factors depending on where you are in life. As we're growing up, our perceptions of self-worth are largely shaped by our parents, siblings, and other close family like our cousins or grandparents. Throughout young adulthood and even afterwards, society as well as our peers tend to play a greater role. Tess Morgan, a neuroscientist and hypnotherapist, shared that ultimately, self-esteem can be viewed as a measure of our own history of developmental acceptance and rejection. Additional studies have also shown that those who have a high sense of self-esteem are at a lower risk for psychiatric disorders, which I discussed in last week's episode. So when it comes to understanding how we really feel about ourselves, where does all of this even begin? It's hard to say exactly which part of the brain is responsible for self-love, but based on processes that are related to maintaining a high sense of self-esteem, scientists have been able to infer quite a bit. Ideas like memory, emotional processing, and theory of mind are linked to areas such as the cingulate cortex, the hippocampus, which we've talked about before, and an area called the prefrontal cortex. Let's start with the cingulate cortex, which is kind of like a mini hub for many branches from different areas of the brain. In multiple fMRI studies, The cingulate cortex has been seen to be very active when we try to understand how others view us. It links directly to the limbic system, aka the headquarters of emotional processing. This nice little connection acts as a bridge between the thinking and feeling systems of the brain. Finally, the prefrontal cortex is known for its role in self-evaluation. Chances are, if you're reflecting on yourself and looking for ways to grow, then this area of the brain would be most likely to light up under an fMRI contrast. You know, every time I draft a new episode, I realize it's kind of crazy how interconnected the brain is, and yet it could all become suddenly relatable when we take a magnifying lens to a specific area. All right, so we all know a little extra self-love never hurt nobody, which is why I'm channeling my inner salt Bay here and adding in three quick hacks to help you out whenever you're feeling low. Number one, write down your accomplishments. Something I've learned over the years is that you can have the greatest support system in the world, but honey, if you aren't rooting for yourself, you're going to turn into your own worst enemy one day. So hype yourself up. Whether you made your bed this morning or if you landed your dream job, just celebrate it. Write down all of your accomplishments, no matter how big or small. Number two, recognize when you're stressed and practice self-care. That doesn't mean that you have to go to therapy or even reflect on yourself. Just close your laptop, take a break, go for a run, drink some wine, watch some sports, do whatever you got to do to keep yourself grounded and to prevent burnout. Number three, what we think often influences who we become. So think happy thoughts. Focus on all the wonderful things that you love about yourself rather than dwelling on the one thing that you don't. I'm going to turn way back to episode two on how to overcome negativity. Encourage yourself to shut out the bad thoughts and give yourself some credit for the beautiful badass rock star that you are. You already know that I'm rooting for you. Given that our self-esteem can often be affected by us comparing ourselves to those around us, I ask you to redefine that comparison. We're all guilty of it. Countless greats have said it before, the only person you should be competing against is the one that you were yesterday. So try it out and let me know what you think. And while you are, come say hi on the Instagram too. You know where to find me, at Brain Meets Mind Podcast. I'll see you next week for another new episode. Happy February, everyone.